Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Nerd Thug Wrestling proudly brings to you one half of the Radio Tag Team Champions of the World. Uh, it is Corey DLG and oh, it's Nico. Hey guys, what's going on? Oh, me again. Oh, thought you oh. got rid of me for a whole week and then I came <laughs> back. <laughs> you're like the um, you're like the bullpen. Like <laughs> when we're like, okay, let's 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 get the starter out. He's struggling. He's struggling there. Let's go to the bullpen. <laughs> He's hurt. His wrist hurts. <laughs> His wrist hurts. Uh, actually, the Captain Joy Savage is on. Uh, he's on spring break. Apparently, he gets vacations. Right. We don't. I I poorly negotiated my deal. I got zero vacation days this year. <laughs> I, I have even less than you somehow. I I did not get a vacation day. So uh, you're here, here all the time because I this am. is your house. That's true. You guys actually come to me to do this. That makes me important. Like, I'm in the power position, right? Like, if just one day I don't open the door, you're not on the show? Right. No, that's 100%. Okay, cool. But uh, you're, then you'll get the fire for it. <laughs> right. Then I've got to, like, yeah. Ugh, i got to <laughs> do all your the fault. other work. Right. I, I don't want to do that. So uh, are you in a power position? Um, Yes, because I could always choose to do it. That's fair, I guess. Like, I don't want to, but in the event that I had to... It would be real bad. I'd hire somebody off of Reddit. That, I mean, honestly, I I wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero interest in it. Uh, all that being said, this is Nerd Thug Wrestling, and we are coming to you uh, on 104.5, 106.1, uh, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. The podcast will drop at 6.01 p.m. today, Friday. Yay. Yeah. Uh, work is already ended because it's, it's 2 o'clock. Where, right, we're where done. you're hearing me right now, so you're done. It's over. It's all over. Bye. Just throw your boss the deuce, grab your stuff, and get leave. out of there. Don't even log out. Someone will come behind you. <laughs> That's one of my favorite like pictures. It's like an article. It's like, <laughs> study suggests you should just stand up at your desk, walk out, and never come back. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, that would be so <laughs> great. Uh, I'm not even going to pretend like I work that hard at what I do, but it would be such a great feeling to be like, and I'm never going to do anything ever again. <laughs> Goodbye. Later, everyone. Um, yeah, it definitely, it definitely is Friday, and it's got that Friday feel to it. More importantly than that, um, it shades a WrestleMania season. Oh. Yeah. Coming up on it. We're coming up on it. The big, the biggest, the biggest television event of the year. This is the wrestling event of the year, oh. WrestleMania. This is the big one, boys. Well, they really strained their brains naming that, right? WrestleMania. This is the biggest, greatest event ever. What are we gonna call it? Uh, Punchathon. No, no. Suplex City. No, no. WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's the that's one. That's the one. Nailed it. So now that now that's just what we're that's just what it is now. To be fair though, it has always been the biggest event. This is Hulk Hogan body slamming Andre the Giant. This is a uh, like seven hundred thousand people in Madison Square Garden or whatever. I think it was like a hundred thousand. Seven um, million people in Madison Square Garden. Sixteen trillion people <laughs> standing in Madison Square Garden cheering on Macho Man Randy Savage as he rides a mini wrestling ring to the ring with Elizabeth by his side. Like these are like these weird iconic moments, right? Right. Um, like that you'll never forget. And then, like it's getting bigger and bigger, and the pageantry is growing more and more. But I gotta feel like here lately, at least, um. The card has been a little underwhelming. Uh, I think it's just because you're not a fan of who's in right now. 
Uh, no, I mean, there were people I'm a fan of. It's just, so when they finally did a John Cena Undertaker WrestleMania match, that was uh, last year. Um, it literally was, was like a four-minute match. It was a squash match. Undertaker came out and, and did like four moves to, to Cena, and that was the end of the match. But bye John. Um, and it was like, how did, why did we wait this long to do this? Because <laughs> he's, he's, he's famous. Also, because he's old as heck. Right, right. By the way, The Undertaker apparently is taking bookings now. Um, nice. So he's apparently removed on from his own like personal social media. Uh, like the WWE, it used to be apparently on his personal social media. It was like, hey, if you want the Undertaker or something, you got to go through the WWE. Mm-hmm. Now it's like email Undertaker for work at gmail dot com. No, I'm just kidding. Can we have the Undertaker on on the air? Uh, I bet booking him is not cheap. Uh, by the way, if we book him, he's gonna do a lot more than just come on the show. He's going to tombstone you. Oh, fantastic! I'm in. Okay, all right. Then uh, <laughs> we'll price it out, and we'll have to save up for that. I feel like <laughs> put all the nerd thug rupees in a can. <laughs> Nico would get tombstoned piles. That's right. Yes, two what stone piles? The stone piles. Is that what you? Think? Oh my gosh, you were the worst wrestling podcast co-hosts. <laughs> no, I was saying. Pile drivers. <laughs> just put it in a bin. <laughs> just, just put it in a bin. Um, so Fastlane, uh, was Sunday and that is like the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania. That's the last one. That was the last one. And honestly, it was kind of, uh, I had been saying it felt very SmackDown centric. Um, the, the bigger matches. Right. Why even do a brand split? If it's not going to be relevant. <laughs> right. And so honestly, Fastlane had a couple raw matches, but really they kind of, it felt very, ab- just SmackDown. It felt about SmackDown more than anything else. It was Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryan. The Charlotte Flair uh, Becky Lynch match technically is for the Raw Women's Title, but both Charlotte and Becky are SmackDown wrestlers. That doesn't make any sense. Um, Becky won the Royal Rumble. Oh no! For the women, so she gets to pick who she fights. She chose Ronda Rousey on Raw. Uh, she then made Vince McMahon mad, and Vince McMahon inserted Charlotte Flair into the match. So you now have two SmackDown wrestlers wrestling against a Raw champion. Makes sense. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. As I explained it, I realized you're right. <laughs> it's like saying a stick shift is easy to drive, and then by your fifth sentence going, you're right, the other car you could just get in. You're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and put it on D, and you're done. Um, that's what that means. That's done. D is for done. You're right. And and for dumb, because you need to learn how to drive a stick shift. I don't know. What it's a useful about. life skill. It, you know, it's funny. There was a headline the other day. Uh, a guy went to carjack someone. And then just got out. He got in the car, and then he took off running because he couldn't drive it because it was a stick. Right. No. That's the meme. It's the anti-millennial theft device or is, whatever. Is, is it millennial? Are just all cars automatic now? Is yeah, that what like it is? almost all of them. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Like, my first, my second car. My first car was automatic, but my first quote-unquote real new car. I've never driven a stick shift. Was a stick. Really? No. Really? No. Not at all. You lack the skill? I do lack the I, skill. I didn't know this. Um, the Miz and Shane, Fault the Usos, those guys are all SmackDown guys, and plus it was for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Um, it was just a lot of SmackDown-centric stuff. Um, one thing that was super interesting, though, The Shield got back together and had a, a match against, like, I'm calling them the Three Stooges, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley. Like, everyone just likes fighting those guys, so it's kind of... <laughs> they're just the guys you fight. Yeah, like they're just like the the bad guys. 
I do love a bad guy. And they keep helping each other out against it's Finn Balor, Braun Strowman, Dean Ambrose, and Seth Rollins sometimes, and Roman Reigns sometimes now, and Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, uh, Bobby Lashley's helper, and then sometimes somebody uh, else. Yeah, sometimes one other guy shows up and helps. It's, it's like a weird four on four that they've done over and over and over and over. Kurt Angle was in it for a little bit. It works. They don't change. Yeah, well, I think they just like those guys are really good heel. Bob, Drew McIntyre is a great heel. Uh, he's got a an accent, so already you hate him. Ah, that's, I see. Well, a, I think it's just you, but yeah. <laughs> no, no. Listen, if you have an accent, people don't like you. If you're a dude with an accent, men hate you. Hmm. Women may love you. It's just like hearing a woman with an accent. Like it's such an appealing thing. It's so different that immediately you're like, talk about anything. I don't care. Tell Neat. me. <laughs> tell me things that like. <laughs> that's just you though. <laughs> it is, but it's like an immediate leg up that woman has over all other women that they can't do anything about because they're not from somewhere else. <laughs> like it's a dumb one up. <laughs> and so it's the same thing. Like you talk funny, <laughs> you talk funny, but it's cute. Um, and so men deal with the same thing. Like we hate other men with accents. It's just a rule, right? If a man with an accent walks in a room, all the other men are like, "Ah, oh, this guy. Look at this dude. <laughs> Look at this jerk from somewhere else, being from some other place that talks differently." <laughs> right. Be like the rest of us, guy. Actually, if you look like it, movie villains and like. B-rated and bad movies, they do always have accents for no reason. That's true. Actually, that's a very fair point. I didn't realize that till you say that out loud. Yeah. It's and you're like, no, that makes sense. And it's almost always a British accent. <laughs> right, yeah. British it, people are evil. That's the, that's the theory of America. It is. Like, that's why we revolted. It's intrinsically built into the American feeling, right? Yeah. Um, the whole we're getting rid of you thing where we take the you's out of words. Well, those U's look so unnecessary now. As an American, when I watch certain, like, favorite with They're a like, U. You don't, you don't spell color. Right. Yeah, it's such a weird, where did the U even come from? How did it get there in the beginning? That's a king's U. <laughs> the king's U. The king's U. And we just, we threw that bad boy out. We said, we don't need any king's U. <laughs> we don't need you. <laughs> we don't need you, king. Um, but yeah, so there's a, it's coming up now on WrestleMania. Uh, and so Fastlane kind of cleared some of the things out. One of the things was um, Becky Lynch. Ronda Rousey interfered, so now Becky Lynch is, by disqualifi- disqualification, going to be in the Becky Lynch-Charlotte Flair-Ronda Rousey match. It's going to be a, a triple threat match. There you go. Um, The other thing... From there, that is relevant. The Miz beat up, got beat up by Shane McMahon after the Miz Shane Uso thing, and so now Miz and Shane are gonna fight. There you go. Um, from Fastlane directly, I think that's that's it as far as the build up from Fastlane. Mm-hmm. Then getting into Raw and getting into SmackDown, they set those up. We're gonna get into that here in the next one, and then we're gonna start kind of going over what it looks like WrestleMania is gonna be. This year, this is uh, Nerd Thug Radio. Nerd Thug Wrestling. I do it every time. Every time, at least once. The adventure begins. Comics, games, and more is now officially open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. This Saturday, they have Yu-Gi-Oh! And next Saturday, they've got Pokemon, and those are going to alternate every weekend after that. 
And coming up next week, check out Hellboy Day on March 23rd with freebies available, including Hellboy buttons, bookmarks, amongst other things. Make sure to make this place your new store and open a pool box with The Adventure Begins. They're offering a 10% discount for a limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. So if you're an X-Men guy, they'll hold your X-Men for you. So get on 1488 and enter the nerd vana you deserve where The Adventure Begins. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to some more Nerd Thug Wrestling. You some are listening. Wrestling. Wrestling. You are listening to 104.5, 106.1. And we are streaming worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. This is Corey DLG, and with me as atypical on a Nerd Thug Wrestling Friday, Little Brother Nico. Well, I mean, with the amount of episodes, I'm, I'm in I'm in already like a third like of all of them. them. Yeah, that's true. You're you're doing okay, buddy. You're doing okay. Um so one thing WWE has been doing, and it's sort of driving me crazy a little bit because I don't know why they're doing it. I'm not sure. I've got theories, but I don't like. I'm theories. waiting. I'm waiting for the payoff. Is the thing. So typically, the guys from NXT, the WWE brings them up two or three at a time on like a big call up event. Call up Monday, and then like they bring up like. A bunch of dudes. They bring up, up like four or five dudes. They put them on the two shows, and they kind of just leave it at that, right? Mm-hmm. Usually after WrestleMania, they have a superstar shakeup, and they swap some people over on the other shows, and then they introduce some new people on each show. That's what they've been doing the past couple of years. Um, Sounds fine. I mean, listen, it, it, it. But the thing of it is, the NXT guys haven't. The last couple batches of NXT guys haven't really worked out. Uh, two years ago, it was AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um. Kevin Owens and a couple other people were like the new people, and like those, those guys, good. those those turned out really well. Um, like no one for the past, like past then. Yeah, and so like the guys since then have kind of they keep getting they, it just doesn't work. And like Joey's always excited about them when they come up. Oh man, the revival they're gonna be great, and like they get buried. Uh, the revival pitched enough of a fit that they're actually holding the Raw Tag Team Titles right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but before they got it, they lost to, uh, Bobby Roode and, and Gable. Like they fought four times and they didn't, they only won the last one. And so all of a sudden, like to it's me, all that counts. Well, it is, I, I guess, but like, I don't get it. If, if Bobby Roode and Clark Gable are holding the titles and you fight the revival and you beat them, so the rival gets mad and he gets a rematch. You beat him again. The Revival gets mad, and they have to beat someone else to fight them again. They do that, and they come back, and they beat them. And so then the Revival gets mad, and they talk their way, and they do this, and they fight this, and they fight that, and they get another match. And this time they win. And now the story's over. Like, Rude and Gable just kind of, okay. I don't, well, I don't get it. I don't get it. I like, don't know. Maybe because you're like, you're like, well, I mean, odds we fight again, I win. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's like if you want to be champion, like I would immediately be like, we're, we're having another match right now. Like, don't even go anywhere with my belt. Like, that's my belt. But that's not how it goes with WWE sometimes. Dibby dibby. Dibby dibby e. Um, so this time around, they introduced some people very recently, and they didn't really. They introduced a group called Heavy Machinery. All right. Um, are they a tag team of some kind? They they are a tag team. They're two dudes, and one of them is uh like short and like a thousand pound. No, he's like he's like two sixty, but they play up that he's like super strong. He's like a power lifter. He's built really interestingly. Uh, and then another dude is he's like a little bit bigger. They're they're a short, smaller, but they're like a power group, and so they're called like heavy machinery. Uh, and then this other girl, uh, oh, I'm blanking on her name right now, just because we're we're trying to talk about her. She hasn't she hasn't wrestled that yet. Oh, this is like a hype girl of some kind. She just no 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 no. She she wrestled in the women's. Yeah, but like she, she hasn't like had her own match yet. No, her own individual match. Right. She wrestled on the women's Royal Rumble. And that's it. And that's it. Uh, and like she just comes out and she just uh has like a sundress on and she like tips her hat and says nice things and then walks away. Nice. Actually, she she says rude things. She's kind of a heel, but like she's like a southern belle. Um, That's fun. Tracy Lynn, I think, is what they're calling her. But she hasn't done a match yet, and she's done no story. She's like, she just exists. Right she now. just exists, and she just walks out and turns around and walks back. Nice. That's it. Nice. Um, and then there's That's what I want for my wrestling. There's another guy, uh, EC3, who literally has wrestled one time. On a paper on, or on a on a show, he wrestled against um, nice. Dean Ambrose, and Dean Am- and he lost. No, he beat Dean Ambrose. Oh, um, they, that's, right now they're having Dean Ambrose like lose in all of his matches because he's about to leave, I think. Uh, and he's taking some beatings. He just did a uh, false count anywhere no DQ match against Drew McIntyre. Nice. Uh, at one point, they wedged him into a handrail. Nice. And then kicked him in the head so hard that the handrail disconnected and fell over. Sweet. So he like moved furniture. That's how hard he got kicked in the head. Um, I was kind of impressed by that. Uh, <laughs> that's real impressive. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, so I'm just sort of like, I don't understand what they're doing with these new people. So then NXT turns around and they introduce on one day uh, after Elimination Chamber. In one day they introduce four new NXT guys. Um Two of them, I don't remember the names because they went back literally the next week to NXT. <laughs> they but were there for all of eight seconds. They literally wrestled. They wrestled on Raw and SmackDown that week, all f- four of them, and then two of them went back right away. Uh, but uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet have stayed up and been fighting in tag team matches since then for a month straight on Raw and SmackDown, both nights. Uh, Ricochet and Alistair Black have been fighting in tag team matches. Nice. For a month straight. And they fought some of the best people. They fought uh, They fought Rudin Gable. They fought the Revival. They just competed in a triple threat match on Fastlane against both of, both groups. Um, they fought the Bar, who's regularly you know fighting for titles. And they just keep beating all these different tag teams. Um, they fought Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura, who they've now kind of paired together. And, like, I don't understand... What they're doing because they're not really pushing any sort of story. They're fighting different tag teams all the time, but they just keep fighting tag teams. Um, and maybe they're building them as a tag team, and that'd be great. That'd be fine. But 
Maybe not. I don't know. I don't understand. Maybe this is just a test to see like how they handle like the scheduling and stuff. That's an interesting point because the NXT shoots once a month in Florida, and then the guys are kind of free to do what they need to do, and they chop it up into four shows. So that's a good point. Like they're definitely experiencing the the WWE scheduling rigors. All, but these but two, like, are, but like that's like a turbo extreme. I feel like right. No. Also, also, these two are older. Uh, they've had careers like Ricochet has fought in in in. He's been a wrestler at all the different groups at this point. Alistair Black is uh, he's been around for a while too. He's been on, he's been in NXT for like three years. Finally, so, bringing him over. I, I'm I mean perhaps, but these guys are getting more screen time and wrestling time than a lot of the guys on the roster. And then the guys that they just called up. Yeah, no, that's fair. So it's sort of interesting, but it's also very confusing because I don't understand what, like, I don't know what they're going for. What do you want? Right, like, what's the end goal there? And I kind of just wish it would pay off at some point. Like, I wish they would just say whatever it is that they're trying to do with them. And, and that way I... And then be done. Yeah, if they're a tag team, just say, listen, we... Because, like, they still put the NXT logo next to both their names when they come out and do their intros and all that. And Alistair Black's intro is pretty cool. He does it like he he lays back on this bar that like lifts him up, so he sort of like appears out of nowhere. Oh, that's fun, right? And then he's got sort of like a cool dark arts kind of vibe to him, little like Undertaker nod kind of. That's fun. Uh, he's a they call him the Dutch Destroyer. Oh, now he's Dutch. That's his worst now. Right. He probably has an accent. Actually, he spells his name really weird. It's really hard for me to type it up in my... Aliester uh, Black. Yeah, exactly. When I would type my, my, the wrestling report on SportsMap Houston, it's difficult for me. I always have to double-check the spelling of his name because it's A-L-E-I-S-T-E-R. Yeah, it's Aliester. Yeah. Aliester. Yeah, it's not Alister. It's Aliester. Aliester. Um, but, like, I don't, like, if I'm heavy machinery, if I'm EC3... I'm real mad. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with those guys, especially Heavy Machinery, because Heavy Machinery is a tag team. All these matches could have... But then, like, they are trying to work Heavy Machinery, and, like, they just had Heavy Machinery fight, like, the three really bad tag teams on Raw. But they just got to fight all the champs. Right. Right. The other guys are fighting the champs where Heavy Machinery is beating up all the other people. Right. That's not relevant later. Right, exactly. It's kind of a weird thing that they're doing with this. Um, do we have time to get into like the uh, the women's stuff here? What do we got? We got four minutes. Okay, good. Good, good, good. So Ronda Rousey has been given the opportunity here to kind of really explore her range on the mic, mm-hmm. and it's not good. It's not good. She's it's, just not that good. It's not good. This is going to be the part that I think makes or breaks her as a wrestler uh, because she has to sell this concept that they're building up, which is for her – that she's bigger than the WWE and that she can make the WWE do what she wants. Um, And that's the story they're kind of going with here is that she forced the WWE to put Becky in the match because Becky had built up what they call heat uh, where people people like Becky right now. And so uh, a Becky-Ronda match would be great. And so so Ronda basically was like flexing and forcing the WWE to get involved with all of this. Um, I don't really know. It's, I don't know. It's not good. It's, it's not, just that sounds really bratty. <laughs> it will listen when you go heel in the WWE. There's only two ways to go, like fun heel and bratty heel. Um, and most people go bratty heel. It's hard to go fun. It's hard to be the heel and have everyone still excited for you. You're talking like Stone Cold and Rock type territory there. 
I guess it's fair. Um, like it's it's really hard to be the bad guy in WWE in wrestling in general. It's hard to be that. Like it's hard to go city to city where you don't say anything nice about the crowd. You don't play to the crowd at all. You you only boost up your own ego, your own self, and still have the fans cheer for you. Uh, right now Elias is going around and he's they're doing a great heel push with him. And every time he sits down, he starts to play his guitar. He talks about how awful every city he's in. <laughs> Like, he's just how awful the city is. And, yeah, the the point is to make the, the, to make the crowd hate you, but then to be so great that they come back to you. Um, right. And for Elias, it's funny because the crowd loves Elias. They really do. They like the whole bit with playing the guitar, and he's athletic, and he really is an impressive wrestler. Uh, so even, like, he says something bad about the city, and everyone boos for a second, and then like they still cheer when he gets like when it's time to wrestle. They're still like Elias, Elias, and like when he's like, "Do you want to walk with Elias?" They're like, "Yeah!" Like everyone's still really excited. So it's sort of weird, <laughs> but it's because music's a fun bit. <laughs> it is, and he but he's doing a good job with his heel turn, whereas versus Ronda Rousey is kind of I don't know. I don't know if it's just she doesn't. It's it's this is the skill that people have to learn, and I don't think I don't think she's there. I don't think. And isn't she? There, I know there was talks about her leaving soon-ish. There was a rumor going around that after WrestleMania, her contract would be up allegedly, and she was going to leave. And she it was time she allegedly wanted to make some babies with her new husband and and wanted to stay home for a little bit. Uh, and that she didn't like the travel schedule for the WWE, um, which. Listen, to her credit, she has made a ton of appearances this year. From last WrestleMania to here, there has been a ton. She is, she is on Raw most nights, which means she's traveling 70% of the time, which is a huge step up for someone who... Wasn't and, traveling at all. Yeah, when you do the MMA, you travel like two or three weeks before your fight to the city, and you get a new gym, and you get situated, and you stay there, and you... Sometimes people stay at their gym till the very last minute and fly out the weekend of. So those are the two ways it goes, but that's really all the travel you do. So Ronda Rousey, the most she ever would have traveled, I think one year she fought four times, three times. So like it was just a lot of training. It wasn't really a lot of travel. Correct. So now training and traveling at the same time, that's the hard thing. That's the grind. So Bill Goldberg, when he came back and he did his run here recently, his big thing was like the hardest thing is keeping his 50-year-old body in shape right to look like bill goldberg again like that's the hard part because you get in and getting into the gym and in, in getting in shape is the impossible thing right Where, how do you not find to the, mention you're having to travel the whole time so right you don't how do you have find the, the time when you travel right because then you got to eat your 16 meals a day with 700 calories because you're building muscle again and plus when you're that old how much can you work out and how much can you travel right it's a, it's a hard thing, and so it is hard on all the athletes. That was the talk. I don't know how much truth it was because Ronda kind of replied like, "Mind your own uterus, thank you." Was sort of was her Twitter reply, if I remember correctly. So I don't know how accurate that is, but they are building up this match. It wouldn't surprise me if she if she dropped the title to somebody and took some time off. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Right. Uh, we're gonna jump out to a break. Speaking of time off, when we come back, we got more nerd thug wrestling just for you. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. 
as the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston with two convenient locations. There's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is now officially open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. This Saturday, they have Yu-Gi-Oh! And next Saturday, they've got Pokemon, and those are going to alternate every weekend after that. And coming up next week, check out Hellboy Day on March 23rd with freebies available, including Hellboy buttons, bookmarks, amongst other things. Make sure to make this place your new store and open a pool box with The Adventure Begins. They're offering a 10% discount for a limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. So if you're an X-Men guy, they'll hold your X-Men for you. So get on 1488 and enter the nerd vana you deserve where the adventure begins. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Wrestling. This is Corey DLG. And with me, I guess, is my little brother, Nico. Heated Nico. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> you... The, the discussion we just had off the off oh air my God. was very intense. The heel turn that Nico took in the break is unbelievable. And I can't even... I won't even get into what he's... It was incredible. I, the worst thing I've ever heard a human being say. Blasphemous, he it says. It was. It was. Um, you are listening to us on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. We are streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, the podcast will drop today at 6.01 p.m. Be sure to check out NerdThugRadio.com, Facebook.com, backslash NerdThugRadio, uh, and go by Nico's house and say mean things outside of it because he deserves it. Aggressive stance, but okay. Uh, Nico, tell our friends about Cox ATA. Cox ATA. They got two convenient locations, one in Magnolia, one in Conroe. Very convenient. Uh, they got Taekwondo. They got self-defense, self-improvement, Tai Chi. They got all kinds of things that you can do to improve yourself. It's all about self-improvement, discipline, teaching yourself new skills, you know, growing as a person. It's always a good thing. Are you trying to convince me of something right now? Yes. Finish the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they uh, they teach life skills. They build leaders. They leave a legacy. <gasps> they did. You didn't even let me say it. That's right. Mention Nerd Thug Radio. Get two free weeks of training. There you go. That's right. Cox ATA. Make sure to check him out on Facebook. Uh, the Nerd Ninja is awesome. Uh, also, I'm going to tell you about our friends. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More. It's now officially open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. This Saturday, they've got Yu-Gi-Oh! going on. Next weekend, they'll have Pokemon. And coming up next week, also, check out Hellboy Day on March 23rd with fee- with freebies available, including Hellboy buttons and bookmarks, amongst other things. Make sure to place, uh, make sure to make this place your new store and open a pull box with The Adventure Begins. They're offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. So if you tell them you're a Spider-Man guy, they'll have your Spider-Man on hold for you every month. You go in every month, pick up your new books, 10% off, man. That, that gets, stacks up. That, that stacks up that over time. That show does. 
So get on 1488 and enter the Nerdvana you deserve where the adventure begins. Very nice. That was actually very smooth. <laughs> I know. I'm a professional. I'm a great. I'm a great person at this. Um. So more wrestling talk. Uh. That's what we're doing here. That's all wrestling. I think it's. A, I think it's what we do. You're welcome, Conroe. Also, uh, you're welcome, podcast community and world. Uh, I do want to point out that you mentioned earlier uh, how I'm not a fan of the people that are wrestling right now. Right. Um. Here's what I'm not a fan of. There's a bunch of people on SmackDown that I really wish they would stop promoting booking on SmackDown. Uh, Ray Mysterio Jr. is 100 years old at this point. Uh, um, he's about 115 because I watched him when I was like 12. Right. And they brought him back for this. Okay, listen, when they brought him back. So Randy Orton's been in the WWE for like 25 years, genuinely, 20 years, something like that. Yeah, but he's fun. Uh, he is, but lately they kind of haven't had anything for him to do. He just shows up and RKO some people and then goes home. I mean, I, I mean that's the thing I want to do. It really kind of seems like a really kind of cush gig for him. Like, Randy, do you want to just throw an RKO out today? And he's like, yeah, that sounds good. We'll see. And then, like, will he? Oh, he did. Okay. RKO out of nowhere. And then he just goes away. And that's, right, the, yeah. that's, that's the end of it. Yeah, that's the end of it. Um well, when Rey Mysterio came back, one of the first things was a Randy Orton-Rey Mysterio match. And on SmackDown, they were literally saying it's the first time in 15 years these two have wrestled. And I was like... 15 years ago, they wrestled. <laughs> don't tell people that. That's not a good thing. Hey, here's something that's 15 years old. Oh, Watch was, it again. I was five when that match happened. I hate you. <laughs> I was still old when that match happened. 15 years ago? I, no, I was 20 years old. Yeah, I was going to say, you're my age when that happened. I was 20 years old when that happened. But the point is that, like... We're 15 years apart. Those things have kind of all run their course. So unless Rey Mysterio is going to fight your new people, which aren't getting a lot of airtime on SmackDown, then why bring him back? Like, to redo the same stuff? Not exciting. From 15 years ago? Right. Not exciting. Don't care. Samoa Joe, um, he's not really an exciting wrestler. I don't really enjoy not watching. Not a fan of Samoa Joe. No, because his finisher is the Coquina Clutch, and he, he chokes you out. Wow, amazing. Well, wrestling's fake, okay? So, like, the one thing I don't believe in is the choke hold. I don't think they're really choking people to unconsciousness in ending matches. So You don't know anything. I, I don't, but, like... Everything else is a fake neck breaker off the top rope out of nowhere. Like, everything else is majestic. <laughs> out of nowhere. Everything's out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Everything else is at least athletic, majestic, like, athleticism and, and, and movement and story, and then chokeholds. Right. And it's like, really? That's what we're going to. Really? And, like, yeah, he just kind of wraps around him like a spider, like a big, scary spider. Like the one that's under this couch right now? God, like, I swear, if he comes back out, you're on your own, bro. You gotta, you'll have to finish the last hour on your own. Um... And so I don't understand kind of the appeal. He's a good heel. He's great on the mic, but I hate watching him wrestle. Uh, so, but like they give him all the kind of booking. Uh, really, one of the most exciting guys is Kofi Kingston, who's having a great run right now. Right. Yeah. And uh, they've been building this up. And so this week on SmackDown coming up next, so next Tuesday, um, Kofi Kingston will have to fight and defeat. The Bar, separately, both of them. S Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, and Rowan in order to get into WrestleMania. Because Vince McMahon is doing this thing, and I kind of want to talk about this. Vince McMahon is doing this interesting thing where he is just setting impossible standards and making changes at will to the cards now. 
Uh, and he flat out, he came out on SmackDown last night or last this week and told Kofi Kingston that, uh, yeah, I don't believe in you. I don't think you're ever, there's nothing you could do to convince me you're going to be a champion. So it just it just won't happen. That's Josh not happening. Uh, so Kofi Kingston made a really compelling speech and, and Vince McMahon was like, all right, okay, I'll tell you what, man. If you could beat this guy, and so uh, our Samojo comes out, you can you can go to uh, you can go to you can go to WrestleMania, and he goes really if I beat him, and he goes well if you beat him and this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy, they all just keep coming out, and so it's Randy Orton, it's Samoa Joe, it's the it's both members of the bar, and it's it's Rowan, and at that point Kofi's like cool, that's what I'll do then, uh, and I like it like Kofi Kingston's been having these great moments. Um, but I kind of don't like the way they're playing it because Vince McMahon has been doing this thing arbitrarily where he's just changing the cards. So when Kofi Kingston was going to sign the match for Fastlane to be the, to be, to be in the title match for that, Vince McMahon was like, no, Kofi, you're not going. Kevin Owens going instead. So Kevin Owens got a title match out of nowhere. Um... When Ronda Rousey apologized to Stephanie McMahon, or when Becky Lynch apologized to Stephanie McMahon to get into the match with Ronda Rousey, Vince McMahon came out and goes, I don't accept your apology. You're suspended anyway. Charlotte Flair, you're in. Uh, so, like, he's been making these weird, arbitrary, out-of-the-blue changes, uh, which I guess kind of brings back a level of, like, oh, what will Vince do next? But it sort of feels... I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's... When you're telling a story and then you keep changing the rules as the story goes, it doesn't feel as it impactful, doesn't, right? And it doesn't flow like like oh man, if Kofi does this, he's in. That's great. And then he doesn't. You're like that's great for him, man. He's gonna be in, and we're excited, yay! And then they go, no, new rules, and you're like, well, what? And so it just kind of takes away from everything because it eliminates the concept that it is believable, right? Because now it's just literally a guy doing whatever he wants to do. Which is true. I mean, listen, he owns it. Right. You could you could go either way he wants. Technically, if you're the owner of something, you can do whatever you want. But it feels bad in from a storytelling perspective. Right. And I don't understand the concept of just kind of always coming in and being like... Also, it felt a little... And I... I know there have been black WWE champions... But when he was sitting there telling Kofi Kingston that he was never going to have a title shot, there was like a weird. They both did a really good job of not saying racial like reasons, but really Vince McMahon was just like, "You're not championship material. I don't. I look at you and I don't see a champion," which kind of says a little bit like, "I don't like you. I don't like black champions." Uh, and there have been black champions, not a ton of them, but there have been black champions. Uh, Jinder Mahal even was a champion for a while. Uh, I know someone's going to be like, oh, it's not race related. But it, 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 I don't think it is. But it, it very, felt, it's very close to that it line. It <laughs> felt very close to the line where you're like, why don't you just say it, you 70 year old man? You don't you, <laughs> you don't like black people. Just say that. Um, and so like it had kind of a weird tone to it a little bit. Uh, but they didn't quite get to that. But it felt a little bit like they were going to. It felt like if at any moment Vince McMahon had been like, you people, like you almost, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it's like riding that edge where you're like, I'm starting to get real uncomfortable. Yeah, about like, it. is he going to say you people? I hope he doesn't say you people. Oh, is he going to say you people? Um, but then he didn't. Uh, and he, he, 
I don't. He didn't give a good reason. It's kind of a dumb story overall. He's kind of just like you're. You're just part of this group of buffoons. Well, he's like, listen, you're gonna go to the Hall of Fame with the New Day, probably, but you're you're not you're not Hall of you're not a champion on your own. Um, and then he kind of he kind of said like, you've you've been and Kofi's like, I've been here eleven years. I've earned it. And he's like, yeah, you've been here eleven years and you've never had a championship shot because if you were championship material, it would have happened by now. Oof. And it's kind of like, well, you're the guy who makes the matches. Right, yeah. Like, you're the guy who just randomly, arbitrarily changes all the matches. Yeah, I was about to sign one last month, and you put another guy out there. <laughs> you were like, nah. Nah. So it, it just it feels a little, it, like, it kind of towed the line a little bit. Uh, speaking of towing the line, we're way over the line. So we're going to get out of here on break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Wrestling coming your way. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is now officially open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. This Saturday, they have Yu-Gi-Oh! And next Saturday, they've got Pokemon, and those are going to alternate every weekend after that. And coming up next week, check out Hellboy Day on March 23rd with freebies available, including Hellboy buttons, bookmarks, amongst other things. Make sure to make this place your new store and open a pool box with The Adventure Begins. They're offering a 10% discount for a limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. So if you're an X-Man guy, they'll hold your X-Men for you. So get on 1488 and enter the Nerdvana you deserve where The Adventure Begins. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to some more Nerd Thug Wrestling. This is Corey DLG, and with me this time is little brother Nico. <laughs> like I was saying this time. <laughs> well, you're not usually here. Right. What would you like me to say? 33% here. <laughs> but, like, in over time, will you still be here a third of the time? Maybe. <laughs> if he keeps taking all these vacations, That's maybe. That's true. Someone needs to check the like the, the vacation bank. Like, who? how is he getting all these hours? I don't understand. I, I'm writing a letter to HR because I got zero vacation time coming. Well, he's HR, so. Oh, that was, you know what? When we built the charter, we didn't think that through. <laughs> Checks and balances, my friend. <laughs> this Checks is what we should have started. Um, so let me ask you this here. Uh, are you familiar with the WWE Hall of Fame? Mm, like in what aspect? I mean, like, do I know, do I know it exists? Do, do I know some of the people in it? Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay. Does it like how does it does it resonate with you? Like, if someone was like a WWE Hall of Famer, are you? Are, do you get excited at all? Yeah, a little bit because like, I mean, like Hall of Fames in general are like it's pretty exciting stuff. Okay, all right. 
It's just um, kind of like this air of mystique. Like they're supposed to be like, as long as this thing exists, they're going to be memorialized in it. That's true. Okay, that's a good point. That's a good way to say that. Um, the reason I ask is I, it's a little bit of a mixed bag this year. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> okay, so one... one uh, the WWE has the ability to kind of do whatever they want, right? So they're putting in D-Generation X as a group into the Hall of Fame. Uh, now, Triple H, I think, is already probably going to be a Hall of Famer on his own, and Shawn Michaels, I think, already is a Hall of Famer. Um, but for X-Pac and Road Dogg and, uh, Billy and Billy B.A., this will be kind of the only way they ever get in. So it's kind of a big deal for them. Okay. Um, and Houston's very own uh, Booker T and Stevie Ray. Yeah. Uh, they just announced they're going to go in. Cool. Um, the Honky Tonk Man. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Um, we did an interview with Honky Tonk Man. No, he wouldn't let us do an interview. With oh him. no, we have talked to him though. We, we went talked to, to him. We went to his panel, and we went to his panel. We had a conversation with him at the panel, which was really great. So I thought it was going to be a really good interview. No, we had an interview with Ted DiBiase. Yeah, we did a great interview with with the Million Dollar Man, who also is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, so we went to this convention, and Honky Tonk Man does like an hour, and it's it's really good. He's really giving. He's answering questions. He's telling cool stories. Um, Hulk Hogan, when he was uh, still with Brutus the Barber Beefcake, and they were like the Brutus brothers i think something kind of dumb like that when he was young when he was a yeah young when wrestler. he was they used to they used they would crash with the honky-tonk man and sleep on his floor so fast forward a few years and the honky-tonk man's wrestling in, in canada with the heart foundation doing stuff up there in the north he crosses paths with hogan who's now with wwe and wwe is like lending its stars out to build star power and kind of sort of secretly recruit people uh, and Hulk Hogan's like, oh, man, I didn't know you got into this. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm doing it. And he's like, what are you doing up here with these guys? And he's like, uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to hang out. And he's like, you got to come down and, and hang out with me in the WWE, man. That's where it's at. And so when Hulk Hogan went back, he told Vince McMahon that there was this great guy up there to sign the Honky Tonk Man. So he comes down and he does his gimmick and, and the rest is history. I guess now he's a Hall of Famer. And essentially when Honky Tonk Man tells a story, basically sounds like his whole career is owed to Hulk Hogan making that phone call because he goes to WCW and he's there for like an hour and they never use him. Like he signed a one year deal with WCW and they never even, or um, no, that's not the story. He was about to sign a deal with WCW and the guy who was going to sign him got fired and Eric Bischoff came on and Eric Bischoff didn't want anything to do with the honky tonk man and, Overall, and so they never even it never even happened. So his story is more of just be nice to people because sometimes they help you out later. Later, um, yeah, and also like he kind of didn't speak well of a lot of people at the convention when he was there because he he pointed out that he had been given the advice very early on in his career to do everything cash. So like he would buy a house in cash, he bought a car cash. So he's driving around and bought. Corvette or whatever it was and, and had a nice house and so like when everything was said and done he owned all that stuff so he got to keep it and there's a lot of people who were financing and blah 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 when when the money went dry they you know they couldn't afford that lifestyle and they lost a lot of stuff 
Right. And I don't remember who it was he was talking about, but he was like, yeah, it's, uh, it was real unfortunate that they basically just kind of like, you know, none of those, none of those guys did that. And so they all lost a lot of stuff. Um, I just kind of, I don't know. He left a bad taste in my mouth after that convention. Cause like the hour was really good. He was really giving with that. Then he's kind of sitting at his table signing stuff. And for three days, he just flat out tells us no. Right. He wants nothing to do with us. Nothing. Mean. It did sort of, it felt a little mean. It felt a little, I mean. And it's not like we're like, hey, we, we understand, but we also were media at the time. Like, Yeah, I mean, it. we had media gear. We had the media badges. We were going to record it. Like, it was a, like in a legit situation. Right. Uh, and then to kind of counter that, at the very next con, it's the one with Million Dollar Man. And it goes a million times better. And and he's sitting around Sunday morning, and we come check on him again. Just we we probably check on these guys like twenty times. And right, yeah. And, hey, are you free now? Do you want to do it later? We can do it whenever you want. Blah blah blah. And he was free, and he was like, "Oh, you know what? I'm not doing. It. Yeah, come on, let's do this." And so that was a great interview, by the way. It we really gotta, was. We got to put that one back up. I think again. it's you know what? That's what we'll do. We'll uh, make sure we're getting all this kind of put up. We make sure we put that up too. Yeah. We'll get that up on the Facebook for you and on the website and all that. The Million Dollar Man interview was one of our better ones. Yeah. Um, it was just, it's just, he, he told us such interesting stories. Right. Um, but, like, I don't understand. I don't know. I feel like they're kind of out of people who are alive who can still give speeches and stuff like that. I guess that's fair. Because, like, I don't really feel like the honk. I mean, that's not, I shouldn't say that. The Honky Tonk Man was the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion until The Miz very recently. So that record did stand for like 20 years. That's kind of fun. And he did have a really interesting rivalry with the Ultimate Warrior where it kept going back and forth. The Ultimate Warrior is who beat him and took his belt. And um, the story he tells is basically Vince McMahon is like, well, it can go faster, it can go slow. What do you want to do? And the Honky Tonk Man said that people didn't like wrestling the Warrior because he wasn't a good wrestler. So every he was very stiff, so everything he did hurts. So it hurt to wrestle him. And so the Honky Tonk Man said, well, I mean, if we're going to do it, let's just do it fast. <laughs> and so it's not a, it's like a it's like a two minute match. Um, the Ultimate Warrior has such a wild. It's a crazy thing, right? Like his sto- the ending of his story is insane. Yeah, exactly. He gives that speech and then he dies the next day, and like that's the crazy part. But the even crazier part is like he wasn't really a wrestler. He was like a bodybuilder, and he was a crazy person. And the WWE was in love with him, and they kept pushing him. And the wrestlers were like, "We don't want anything to do with this guy." And but he was Vince's guy, and Vince was like, "No, he's okay. He's not so bad. You're gonna love him." And like everyone had to carry him through matches because he was so. But he was crazy. And when they did like the when he fought the the voodoo guy, and the voodoo guy put a curse on him, like he made himself throw up. Like he was like faking seizures so hard he vomited like out there in the ring. Impressive. It's crazy. He's a crazy person. Well, he was a crazy person. Now he's dead. He also got into politics. As the Ultimate Warrior, oh, I love it. That was legally his name at that point. So good, it's crazy, man. It's so crazy. I love it. Um, he's, he's one of those like wrestling stories, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your favorite wrestling story? Like that one. I really, I think, I think it's funny. Like The Rock now, like how big of a star he's become. Like <sighs> post wrestling, you're not wrong about that, man. Uh, I saw something where he like. His sour, like, him saying yes or no decides if the movie gets made or not was, I think it was Jumanji. Right. And essentially it was like, if The Rock will do it, we'll make Jumanji. If The Rock's not interested, we won't make Jumanji. Right. What? 
like he carries whole films by himself. Right. That's crazy to me because the idea first of all, Kevin Hart and Jack Black are in that movie. Right. Doesn't matter. If The Rock doesn't want to do the movie, they won't do it. Um there was another movie like that where um it's weird that I wasn't interested in seeing that movie because I did see it. I didn't end up seeing it later, and I really actually liked it. Yeah, I saw it on uh, on HBO eventually, and it was it was great. It was great, but you're right. At the time, it's kind of weird where you're just like, "Meh, we'll see." I already saw I already saw Jumanji two. Calls the third. <laughs> yeah, that is true. The third was Jumanji two, and no one told anyone. <laughs> it's, it's literally the same premise. It is, except it's space instead of the jungle, but it's otherwise one hundred percent the same movie. Um. I think my some of my favorite wrestling stories are probably Stone Cold because it was it was kind of an out of the blue opportunity for I've been watching the Monday Night Wars, okay? Mm-hmm. Where they're explaining all this. And when he left before he came, when he came back and had that run the last time, before that, he was like he was he, he wasn't was, no, he was not, not relevant. Anybody. Also, he could barely move. He could barely turn his neck. He'd broken his neck like 3 times wrestling. And so, like, he moves around like a like a robot. Like, he has no neck, and both of his knees are in braces. Like, and he winds up having this crazy... He moves like, he moves like a freaking Resident Evil character from right. Resident Evil 1, where he, like, turns, forget like, it, whole forget, body turns. He moves like a zombie. Like, <laughs> forget it. And he has, like, three moves, and one of them is the stunner, and sometimes he can't even kick on his own, and he has to hold the rope to kick for the stunner. And he has, like, his two-and-a-half-year, three-year run... It was the most important thing in wrestling. Amazing. I mean, it was crazy. They did so much crazy stuff back then, too. Um, all right, we're going to jump out of here on that. Uh, this has been a fun edition of Substitute Nico. That's me. Uh, Nerd Thug Wrestling. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Be sure to check out the podcast. It's going to drop at 6.01 today. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Come back on Monday when Nerd Thug Radio comes back around. Uh, this is Nerd Thug Wrestling. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel.